Tim used to think that anxiety only happened to people who weren't tough enough. I was always thinking like, oh, you know, burnout, mental health, that's for weak people. When he was 27, he moved from London to Barcelona to pursue the good life, accepting a job as head of marketing at a small tech startup. He felt young, fresh and invincible. But little did he know that soon he'd be in the back of a taxi, speeding towards hospital, thinking he was going to die. Before the hospital visit, Tim thought everything in his life was fine. Every morning, he'd walk seven minutes from his apartment to the office, stopping off at a bakery for some fresh orange juice and a frankfurter croissant. He was the startup's fifth employee. On arrival, he was thrown straight into the deep end. A company in the US was threatening to sue the startup for trademark infringement. As I joined, they're like, oh, well, welcome to the team. Your first challenge, rebrand the whole company in two weeks. To some, this might sound like a nightmare. But Tim got excited. He rose to the challenge, working hard to successfully rebrand the company in the allotted time and avoid the lawsuit. Then he started generating inbound sales leads, but he wondered why they never resulted in any customers. Tim raised his concerns with the sales guy, who shifted the blame back to marketing, claiming the leads weren't qualified. After Tim highlighted the issue to company directors, the guy got fired. Tim was relieved initially, until he realised that now, not only was he head of marketing, he was also head of sales, and he had to clean up the mess that his colleague had left behind. All this felt stressful and demanding. But back in 2016, the live-to-work hustle culture at startups was not just accepted, it was fashionable. Tim embraced it, sometimes working 14-hour days in the name of fast growth. I was much more aggressive at work. I'd do the crazy startup hours, you know. I'd stay in the office 12, 14 hours, no problem, you know. I'd work on the weekends. In the evenings, I'd be on my computer. If somebody sends me something on Slack, I'd be like, oh, all night. And with the office so close to home, it was easy to justify staying later and later. It's summer in Barcelona where you should be enjoying life. You know, that's why I kind of had moved at first. But uh, the office was very close. You know, I felt like it was a second home. Uh, and, and I kind of lived there. Meanwhile, the company continued to pursue growth at all costs. While other team members saw 1.7 million in EU funding as free money, Tim had to pay the real cost. Hours and hours of extra reporting to show where the money had been spent. The work took its toll on Tim in a sudden and dramatic way. It was a summer's day. Uh, you know, I was in front of this computer and then... I remember quite well is that the screen was moving. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, why is the screen moving? And then I looked around and anything that had lights was starting to flicker and move. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go home. That's it for today, you know? And everybody was shocked because I usually work, you know, hours and hours and hours, much more than what was expected, you know? And um, I, I got up the CEO and the CEO. They were both sitting on the other side of this table and they both looked at me and they said, oh, where are you going? I was like, I really need to rest and I wanted to go to, to my house. That's where the CEO said, don't go home. Don't go home? At first, Tim didn't understand. He repeated himself 
saying he just needed to go lie down for a bit on his sofa before opening his laptop to continue working. But Josep insisted. He said, no, 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 you're not going home. We're going to the hospital. Tim still doesn't know how his CEO spotted it. Something in his eyes, perhaps. In any case, Josep was now leading him out onto the street. They got into a taxi and sped off towards the nearest hospital. Tim felt his heart pounding and his hands seizing up. When they got to the emergency room and he was made to wait, he shouted and screamed in total panic. He actually felt like he was dying. Goodbye world, he thought. That was it. Josep tried his best to calm him down. After what seemed like an age, Tim was seen by a doctor. It was only then that they told him that it was not a heart attack, but an anxiety attack. They gave him diazepam, and he felt immediately calmer. Josep stayed with him until Tim's girlfriend could come pick him up. Tim went home to recover. He downloaded the Headspace meditation app and began the foundational course. It brought him peace. With the CEO's encouragement, he also went on holiday to his parents' beach house in the south of Turkey. I said, oh, guys, I'm going on holiday. They were like, yeah, please go on holiday. I was on the beach, no laptop, no work, and my parents were shocked. They're like, are you okay? Why are you here? And I was like, oh, nothing, nothing. You know, just came to see you guys. You know, and my parents understood. They were like, something's wrong. I didn't want to tell him first because my mom would, would, would worry a lot and stuff. But yeah, I had to accept that. And I think the, the more I accepted it, the more I was able to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Tim realized that sharing his story allowed him to accept what had happened. And he believes stop it from happening again. Once he got back to work, Tim was a lot smarter about his hours. He took meaningful breaks. Before I would just take a break and sit by the coffee machine. Now I would take breaks. I go on the rooftop or I go for a walk and, and see stuff outside. He started to meditate every day after lunch on the office sofa, visible to anyone passing by. Sometimes his colleagues would even join in. He now went home at normal time and refused to respond to messages once he'd left the office. If a new sales lead came in, he'd take no action. That's a tomorrow thing, he'd think. It can wait. He'd learn to prioritise. I don't have to be reactive to things. You know, I can be a little bit more proactive and leave certain things. And There's no important fires that I have to put out, none. You know, and then I realized, no, it's not. It's not even more important than my health. It was this mindset that prompted Tim to quit a later job because it was too stressful. Before his anxiety attack, he saw stress as a badge of honor. Now, it's a threat to his health, and he's good at removing himself from the situation. Tim is now a CEO himself. As the boss, he realizes the pressure, however implicit, that comes with sending a message to an employee outside of work hours. So he uses scheduling features to send messages during work hours only. And if you're not part of Tim's immediate family, good luck getting hold of him between 9pm and 10am. His phone is set to receive zero notifications during that time. And he encourages his team to do the same. A while after Tim's anxiety attack, he went for a drink with his ex-CEO. 
He thanked him for recognising the emergency for what it was, and for taking him, literally by the hand, to hospital. If you just imagine that I was the CEO who helped you that day for a second, like, yeah. what, what message would you like to, to send to me? I would say thank you for being such a genuinely kind person and thinking about your team before anything else. And, and thank you so much for seeing something that I didn't see. And uh, that action changed my life. Giuseppe, in turn, told Tim that he'd appreciated all the work that he did for the company, but that perhaps he'd become too emotionally invested. And that's what led to the attack. On reflection, Tim believes he put a lot of the pressure on himself due to imposter syndrome. He didn't have a lot of experience heading up departments like sales and marketing, let alone building them from the ground up. So he overcompensated, working around the clock to chase growth targets. I thought about hard work and not smart work, you know, I was all about work hard, work out, that's what brings you to who you will be, but apparently it wasn't that, it was work smart, do your hours, but don't go crazy, you know. Tim once believed that anyone who eased off work in the name of mental health was weak. But now, he knows that this takes great strength. This Mental Health at Work story was written by Steve Howe, produced by Billy Cragen, and brought to you by Oliver your platform and partner for employee mental well-being. Thanks to Tim Sakir, CEO at TaskDrive, for sharing his story. If you enjoy stories like this about well-being and work, you can subscribe to Mental Health at Work on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. If on the off chance you're an HR leader looking for a new mental health solution for your company, check out Oliva at oliva.health. That's O-L-I-V-A dot health. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.